it's your host Omar. And it's your host Umar. And welcome to the Curiosity Project. <laughs> yes, welcome to another project. <laughs> I had to slow it down for yes, a second. Yes, we just slowed down. This was take uh, 55. 55. I think. We had a massive we, stage of giggles. We had the giggles. Earlier. It's all gone now. It's gone. We've let it out. We've let it out. And this we're is focused. A, this is a serious episode. <laughs> This is an episode. Yeah, yeah, it's a serious <laughs> one. Focus, Omar. Focus. This is an episode. Get your yen back. This is an uh, my yen. No, zen. No, zen. Yeah, yeah, zen. Your, you need to get your zen your, back. Your zen. Yeah, you need to get your oh, zen yeah, back. Ha- happy Chinese New Year. Is it really? Yes, today. Is it? Yes. Happy Chinese New Year. Yeah. Well, very good. And V Day. Uh, no, that's tomorrow. No, that, that's, that's gone. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, that's tomorrow. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Oh, yeah, sorted. Happy Chinese New Year Happy today. Happy Chinese New Year. Uh, you, was it Kong Hei Fat Choi? What? Happy Chinese New Year in Chinese. I'm trying to say, not Chinese. Kong Hei Fat Choi. I think you, my might, daughter, you might be ruining the dialect a little saying, bit. Okay, yeah. Kong Hei Fat Choi. I'm sure it's like that. Okay. We're going to have to fact check that we, one. We'll check it later. Yeah, yeah, we'll check that one later. Okay. If it's okay, we'll keep it in the oh, edit. Keep, yeah. yeah, keep it in the edit. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, today, mm-hmm. actually, I wanted to talk about something that I've um, wanted to talk about for a while with you. Yeah, you're passionate about... You know my passion. Time. Yes, I am. Time is precious. Time is money. Time instruments. Yeah, time is money. Time is money. But time time is actually, it's passion as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And I have always been passionate about horology and watches. Yep. Uh, what is horology? First and foremost, for horology is just simply the study of 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 time. Time, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a study. It's 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 quite an in depth thing. Mm-hmm. Now, when I when I say to you, uh, luxury watches, yeah, what do you think of? The you think of the premium brands like the, yeah. When you think of premium watch brands, you're always thinking of Breitling. Uh, Rolex, uh, Tag, Omega, and all of those types of watches that come to mind. Yeah, so the the usual suspects, right? Yeah, the usual. Um, ones. and what really let let's really just concentrate on something like like Rolex. Yeah, for Rolex. example. Um, so the thing is, is that when when people talk about luxury watches, mm-hmm. they're really talking about majority of laymen's out there. Yeah, yeah. They're really talking about the Rolexes. Yeah. They talk about the Rolexes. They talk about the Omegas. Mm-hmm. These kind of mass market, established mainstream, brands. Yeah. yeah, mainstream established yeah. brands, huge marketing budgets, uh, behemoths in the industry. Yeah, strong heritage behind them. Yeah, yeah, you know, total, total giants. Yeah, um, and that's what you think about, and you think about the Swiss watchmaking industry. Yeah. You know, the Swiss make the best, the Germans make the best cars, yeah. the Swiss make the best, best watches, watches, the French the French make the best cheese. And, you wi- know. and wine. And apparently, wine. Apparently. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's really what you think about. This mm-hmm. is what it's, um, uh, this is the uh, heritage accompaniment that comes with the horological world. Yeah. In fact, it's, it's quite interesting, because uh, what I really want to talk about is not only just watches mm-hmm. i, I want to talk about the japanese watchmaking industry yeah they're making big grounds lately well not it? even lately yeah because i've actually done a lot of research uh-huh. and this episode is done in collaboration with a company called grand seiko okay grand seiko which 
is very interesting. Now, okay. you've probably heard the uh, second part of that Seiko. company. Seiko. I've heard Seiko. that Seiko is very... I remember that when I was a child. Everyone knows Seiko. Seiko watches yeah, everywhere. Everyone knows Seiko. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure the... Uh, so, the Seiko is owned by the Hattori family. Okay. Um, it's owned by the same family. Yeah. Uh, that owned them since the beginning. Yeah. And uh, I believe they are the largest watch company in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is amazing. But um, they have extraordinary heritage behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so here's the thing. Yeah. I've really been exploring some interesting uh, stuff about Seiko and Grand Seiko and about the Japanese watchmaking industry. Yeah. And I want to open up this world to our audience yeah. and to you as well mm-hmm. um, about the quality and the beauty of Japanese watches. Now, here's something interesting. When you think about Swiss watchmaking, just rattle off a few things that you think of, like some adjectives, some words. Just um, fine craftsmanship, accuracy, um, a classic look. um, Basically, uh, uh, what else? Like quality, high quality. Yeah, yeah. Great things, right? Reliability. Yeah. Good value. Yeah. So. Yeah. These are the things that you think. Okay, but actually, did yeah. you know that the Swiss actually inherited the watch industry from the Brits and the French? Uh, so it was a, a, basically a, a mixture of the two from those industries. What, what, what happened is that uh. the watch industry was kind of drying up in, in, in Britain. Yeah. Um, and it was drying up in France as well. So okay. you had companies like Gégé Lecourt, yeah, the, JLC. Yeah. You have companies uh, like Rolex and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that were all really operating out of Britain and France. Okay. Um, but then what happened after the war and, uh, and everything, yeah. it kind of moved over into Switzerland. Mm-hmm. So they really inherited the watch, uh, the watch um, okay. uh, heritage yeah. from the Brits and the French. Okay. Um, so people who think that it's really originally a Swiss thing, mm-hmm. not the case. Okay, not so the case goes, at all. So it goes further back to... It really does. Mm-hmm. It really, really does. And you also need to remember that true, beautiful things have always uh, been created with a certain amount of function. Yeah. So watches weren't made, uh, you know, in, the, uh, uh, you know, a uh, hundred years ago. They weren't made to be flashy. No. They were made for a purpose. The chronograph on a watch mm-hmm. was created because pilots needed a way to be able to time their flights. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, the GMT function mm-hmm. was created so you had a second time zone. So when you were um, uh, when you were deploying into another country yeah. in the army. So a lot of them have military backgrounds a lot in terms of, of the functionality. Have, yeah. A lot of them yeah. were, were innovations in wartime. Yeah. Um, and the divers watches and some of the, the divers watches. It yeah. was it was for the Navy. Yeah, for the navies. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so that, a lot of the iconic watches that we know, the Submariner, the Daytona, these yeah. are all military. For military origins. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it was really function that drove it. Yeah. And, and beauty was then derived out of out of function. Function, function first. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately now. The watchmaking industry has moved more towards this kind of flashy, blingy, bigger is better, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. Gold, diamonds. Yeah. And the problem is, is you have companies out there like Patek Philippe, which is a very fine watchmaker. I own 
Uh, yeah. I own a few few Patek Philippe's. I've seen a few of them. Yeah. 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 I own a 5711 yeah. Nautilus, okay. which is a very desirable watch. Yeah. I own two 5711s, actually. Okay. Um, one for each hand. One for each hand. <laughs> one for investment. Okay. And one, one for wearing. One for wearing. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I own... that's, that's the other thing we haven't touched on. A lot of watches people buy for investment purposes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they we will don't, do another episode they, on that. And some of them don't depreciate at all, do they? Uh, some of them are, are actually, uh, this is just a little sneak peek. We will do a full episode yeah, yeah. on this, though. Yeah. Um, but, for example, if you buy a Rolex Daytona right now, yeah. Um, then you buy it for 9000 mm-hmm. from Rolex, yeah. and you can sell it the same day for about 18000 Okay, there you go. Yeah. So they never, it hardly depreciates ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Even from Grand Seiko, mm-hmm. uh, the the watch that I have, yeah. uh, which is the Skyflake. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness me! Yeah, unbelievable. Okay. You buy it for about five thousand pounds from yeah. them. Yeah, you could sell it for more. Okay, it's amazing. It's good to know. Yeah. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. So, as I was saying, yeah, these companies like Patek Philippe, like Audemars Piguet, mm-hmm. um. You know, AP, as it's better known as, uh, Vacheron Const- Constantin uh, mm-hmm. VC as well. Yeah. Uh, this is the Swiss Holy Trinity. Okay. That's what it's called. It's, okay. it's AP, VC, and PP. Okay, they're the three big guys, big big companies. These are the finest hot horology mm-hmm. companies in Switzerland. Okay. Um, there's another company I would probably add to that. Mm-hmm. It's called Lange and Sohn. Okay. Uh, but they are German. Okay. But I'm going to be talking about them in another episode. Okay. Uh, about the German watchmaking industry. Okay. But for for now, this is the Swiss Holy Trinity. Okay. Yeah. Uh, these guys are moving into an era where they are. Do, do you know what a complication is in a watch? No. Come so right that now term. you are wearing a watch yeah. that can tell the time. Yeah. It's got a date on there as well. Yeah. And it's got a chronograph. Yes, it's got three functions. Yes, those are called complications. Okay. Whatever feature or function you have is called a complication. It's called a complication. So mm-hmm. if your watch does more than just tell the time, mm-hmm. which in watch circles is called a time-only watch, yeah. uh, if it can tell the date, that is a complication. Okay. So you have a fairly complicated timepiece right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it does three, three different functions. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that is your complication. Now, there are certain... what Now, your watch in particular has a function. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is made to time things. It was designed for uh, racing, actually. Okay. Uh, is what your watch was designed for. Yeah. Um, so it is for a function. It's mm-hmm. not there to be showy-offy. It's no, there no. to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of these companies are now creating complications for the sake of creating a complication. Okay, just for added, like, just to... For marketing Just purposes. marketing per yeah, to yeah. show off, yeah. It's more like, we are able to create a watch with 10,000 components in there. Wow. Because we can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is a selling point for yeah. us. Mm-hmm. This isn't really in line with my philosophy of minimalism. Yeah. And kind of having what you need and really things having a function and finding beauty in that function. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really a big fan of it that. It doesn't make sense to have functionality or features that you would hardly ever use yeah. on a wrist piece, on a wristwatch. Yeah. And some of these functions, like, for example, there's a particular complication uh-huh. called a tourbillon. Okay. Uh, which is a, a constantly rotating cage uh, on your watch. 
uh, and that uh, what's can, the function of that there is no function okay yeah it's just oh just a cool. feature okay um, yeah. Some people do say that there is a function with regards to its anti-gravity effects. Okay. Uh, but mm -hmm. again, unless you're an astronaut, I don't think it really matters. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, the, these these things are just there to make the price skyrocket. Okay. And it's it's a conversation piece. It's like my watch can do this. Yes. Yeah, so each complication would add another price tag onto the watch. Absolutely. Okay. And in particular, the Turbion mm -hmm. uh, is an extraordinarily, I mean, you will not find a Turbion for less than 100 grand. Okay. Wow. You know. Okay. So we're talking quite Serious big money. money. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Now, the Swiss watch watchmaking industry is known for the mechanical movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is a mechanical movement? A t well, mechanical movement is something that isn't battery operated. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so it's something that uh, you either wind uh, or you use with perpetual motion. Yeah, so it charges itself yeah. up. Yeah, so like a Rolex, a mm -hmm. modern-day Rolex, mm -hmm. uh, you will rarely find a manual wind modern-day Rolex. Mm -hmm. uh, it will literally work just by the movement of your wrist. Yeah. Uh, it spins a weight on the inside, mm -hmm. and that uh, weight will wind the watch. And then, so, and then lo a lot of the times you find when you take the Rolex off, then the watch stops ticking doesn't it some uh it depends them, actually on some what of them do have. and some of them don't so they will all eventually stop ticking yeah eventually uh but some of them have something called a power reserve okay then this switch uh so the grand seiko skyflake mm -hmm. as well as many of the other grand seikos have at least i think a 72 hour power reserve wow. okay so it will keep ticking for two three days okay which is great mm -hmm. now that's the watchmaking industry. Okay, that's yeah. the Swiss watchmaking okay, industry. One. Now, you've got this other world. The Japanese. Which is the Japanese watchmaking mm -hmm. industry and the quartz crisis. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, you have this huge company, Seiko, right? Mm -hmm. And now in the 60s, the 60s and 70s, mm -hmm. these Swiss watchmaking companies were pouring so much money, so much money into mechanical, mechanical, mechanical. Yeah, yeah. This is where we're going. This, this is, is the where future. We're going. Yes. Yeah. What happened is Seiko came along mm -hmm. in 1969 and released the first quartz watch mm -hmm. called the, I think it was called the Astron. I think I can remember what it looks like. I remember something like that. You had, give it a little Google. Yeah. This, uh, a lot of uh, watch scholars uh, say was the beginning of the quartz crisis okay now what happened is this one company seiko is it is that, that one no oh that's a modern one we'll, we'll have a look at it later all right yeah mm -hmm. um this one company seiko yeah with their line of quartz watches mm -hmm. bought the entire swiss industry to their knees Every single Swiss company out yeah. there was bought to their knees. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what to do. Okay. All of a sudden, mechanical was no more. Yeah. That's the one. Okay. Yeah, it's timeless. I mean, it's a beautiful yeah, watch. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's, yeah, it's very, very classy. Yeah. But that essentially was the mm. watch that brought the Swiss industry to their knees. Okay. You know, Rolex, Gégé Lecourt. Mm-hmm. Patek Philippe, all these amazing, yeah. amazing companies, mm -hmm. they were brought down to their knees by this one watch because all of a sudden, 
quartz was more accurate. Yeah. It was more reliable. Mm-hmm. It was cheaper. Why wouldn't you go for it? Yeah, and it's stylish as well. So it's, it's, yeah. 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 And it was Japanese. Japanese was all the rave all the right rage now. Then, I mean, yeah. um, uh, you know, James Bond in Moonraker was wearing a Casio. Okay, the Casio. That? Yeah, the Casio. I didn't know he was wearing it in that film. After, yeah. So I've actually got... Um, I remember the uh, Casio watches. So I've actually got not the watch that James Bond wore, mm-hmm. but I've got... A v- the same one that he wore, not one that he actually wore, but one that was Similar. made in that same okay. year. Yeah, uh, and I've got one uh, for investment purposes. Okay, yeah. Uh, but anyway, that that's okay. an entirely new story. But yeah. mm-hmm. in 1969, the Astron was released by mm-hmm. Seiko, and that was the beginning of the quartz crisis. Okay. So what happened is all the companies in Switzerland, mm-hmm. because everyone was saying quartz is the future now. Yeah. Because mechanical is too expensive. Mechanical is not, not as accurate, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not very reliable, yeah, and it's expensive to run, mm-hmm. and it's expensive to make. Okay, so we need to do quartz. Yeah, how do we do quartz? So for the first time in history, Rolex, Gégé Lecourt, mm-hmm. and Patek Philippe came together. They merged together on a project. Okay, called the Beta Twenty One, mm-hmm. and the Beta Twenty One was a movement mm-hmm. that was a quartz movement. Yeah. That Rolex, JLC, and Patek Philippe all used in their watches. Oh, so they all used that. Okay, yes. that's interesting. Okay. In the 60s and 70s, yeah. and even, I think, the 80s. Okay. Patek Philippe, Rolex, and JLC were making quartz watches. <laughs> yeah. Why were they doing that? Yeah. Because of Seiko. Because of Seiko. This one company bought the whole industry down. Down in one go. In one go. Yeah. And in fact, it gets even crazier than that. Mm-hmm. Because around that kind of time yeah. in uh, 1968, 69, 70, mm-hmm. there were these Swiss watch events. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Seiko took the top seven spots in one of these events at a Geneva watch event. Okay, like all the awards for yeah. different categories. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it but, just so happened yeah. that before the awards could be given out, the event was somehow cancelled. Mm-hmm. So that was that was weird. That is weird. Um, there was another event as well, uh, where um there was a uh, a bit of a scandal mm-hmm. where the Swiss then realised that quartz is the future. So what they did is they issued a Swiss proto. They offered uh quartz prototypes mm-hmm. in the event, um, which was actually deemed to be cheating at the time. Okay. So the Swiss were so desperate uh to win these events. Yeah. That they started putting in quartz uh, watches uh, to try and win. Okay, yeah. Uh, but they were caught cheating, and again, mysteriously, the event was cancelled. Okay. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So there's obviously a lot of politics yeah, yeah, yeah. going on, um, which, is, which, is, which, is, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I think in one of the events, yeah. Seiko achieved the best watch score ever achieved in the history of watch events. Okay. And again, that event was also cancelled. That must have uh, upset a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. these were at Geneva yeah, yeah. watch events. Yeah, yeah. These were in Geneva. Yeah. You know, the home of Swiss watchmaking. Mm-hmm. So this is a that problem. Is, that is a big problem. This was a problem for them. So 
what happened is you know this, uh, just searching to, this reminds me of that film we watched with uh, when Ford versus Ford versus, Ford Ferrari, versus Ferrari. Ferrari and in Le Mans when the Ford GT comes over to Le Mans yeah and, and destroys win, and destroys them in the sixties yeah and Ferrari was the juggernaut at yeah, the time they were the juggernaut yeah. established a winning team yeah and this American company comes over and just breaks up the market yeah destroys everything yeah destroys everything it's re- just reminds me of similar it's a parallel, very similar story similar parallels to that it's very very similar yeah. and uh you know they obviously mm. go forward seiko go forward they yeah. continue to create fantastic quartz watches yeah you know uh but listen quartz has its um uh, problems as well yeah. it does i mm. mean you know if if i was to look at an automatic movement uh or a mechanical movement mm-hmm. uh that it's the same thing um I would say that the great things is that it's self-powered. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that's the best thing about an automatic watch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if we're talking about purely statistics, for a quartz watch, the best things are is that it's reliable, mm-hmm. it's accurate, it's the most accurate time you can ever have. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's cheap. It's cheap to make. It's cheap, yeah. And it's easy to mass produce. Mm-hmm. Which is why in every single watch you've probably got a quartz. Mm-hmm. Most watches in yeah. the world. Um, but do they appreciate as well? Depends. Okay. If you've got one of those, do you remember those watches I was talking about that Patek Philippe and Rolex yeah, made back yeah, in the day? Yeah, yeah. If you've got those, you're sitting on a fortune. Yeah. No, I mean the the Japanese ones. Oh yeah. So um, I don't I don't really know. Okay. To be completely mm-hmm. honest, but they are quite valuable. Yeah. Uh, there's one watch in particular. I think it's called the SPB. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to get my hands on that watch. Okay. I really would. Um, Seiko. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we say hello to Seiko. We will. I will be giving them an email yes. after this. Okay. Uh, I would love to get my hands on that. It's a beautiful diver's uh, grey bezel, grey face. Okay. Oh, nice. I'd love to see that. Um, it would be great, you know. Uh, really, really run it through its uh, paces, see what it's like. <laughs> yeah, you'd push it to the limit. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'll be interesting. And I'd love to compare that actually to a Rolex Submariner. Okay. Uh, I've got a uh, black on black Rolex Submariner. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be quite an interesting comparison. But that's an £1,100 yeah. watch. Okay. You know, £1,100 watch. Yeah. And I think it's a lot. That it's is a worth lot. a lot more. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so yeah. back to this yeah. whole quartz thing. So. Mm-hmm. How does quartz work? Mm-hmm. Okay, so like I said, a mechanical watch, okay, works uh, by essentially, think about it like this. It's got something called an escapement. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the important bit. Yeah. And the escapement is essentially the heartbeat of the watch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it is constantly oscillating backwards and forth. Like building okay. up a charge sort of. Uh, no, that this is what's causing the ticking. Okay, the tick-tock. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this escapement and this pitchfork action mm-hmm. will oscillate about four to five times a second. Okay. Okay. Uh, and that's what causes on a Rolex that, and I'm doing quotation marks yeah, here, yeah. smooth sweep. The smooth, yeah, the, yeah. the way that the, the, the second hand just yeah. goes Instead round. Instead of ticking. It's not tick, 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 yeah. tick. It sweeps. Yeah. yeah, it sweeps all the way around. Now, if any of our listeners have got a Swiss watch or anything like that, I want you to look at your watch and I want you to look at it very carefully because your what your, your hand isn't actually sweeping. No, no. It's it, still it, ticking. It ticks. Yeah, it's still ticking. 
you know, but yeah. it's just ticking really fast. Mm -hmm. So it looks like it's uh, sweeping. sweeping. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, I, I think a, a Rolex is vibrating about 28,000 beats a second. A lot. Yes, that's a lot. Yeah. But you can still see it vibrating. Like it's not very smooth. Yeah. If you when zoom you really in. look at it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. How does a quartz movement work? Very simple. Mm -hmm. All it is, is the battery creates a small electric charge. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, there's something called a piezoelectric uh, effect, mm -hmm. which essentially is taking a charge and making something vibrate through that. Now, what happens is the charge goes to the quartz crystal. Yeah. The quartz crystal creates called an inverse piezoelectric effect, mm -hmm. which then um, the, 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 the quartz crystal vibrates at over 32,000 hertz, which is 32,000 beats a second. Okay. A second. Yeah. My God. Yeah. And it's, it's unfathomable how fast yeah, it, yeah. it vibrates. Yeah. Um, and this signal is then sent to a rotor mm -hmm. and the rotor turns once every second. Hence the ticking of a so quartz watch. So then it gives the tick. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of an oscillating yeah. main, uh, mainspring mm -hmm. and escapement, uh, you now have the rotor, yeah. which turns once every second. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like I said, the mechanical watch has its benefits. It has its detractions. Yeah. The quartz watch has its benefits. It has its detractions. Because mm -hmm. you can imagine with it uh, between each second, if it's oscillating 32,000 times for it, because I think of, it, it will take ages for it to get out of sync. By one second. Yes. Whereas uh, the, the Rolex watch, after maybe a, a few days. Or even a few hours. A few hours, you could be out of sync by a second. Yeah, or even in a few minutes. Like, if you're playing a sport, and, uh, yeah, the vibration the of your vibrations, wrist can throw it out of whack. Throw, you can throw it out of whack. So a couple of seconds lost each day. Yeah. Yeah, whereas the, the Japanese watch, would over weeks, you would never lose a second. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to go back to that yeah. whole, you know, you remember when I was saying the only innovation in watches as of recently has Have been creating complications that are meaningless. Meaningless complications, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Grand Seiko, mm -hmm. and this is, I mentioned that before. Yeah. So Seiko is the company everyone knows. Grand Seiko. Is the umbrella company. No. Uh -huh. Grand Seiko is the luxury arm of Seiko. Okay. So Grand Seiko is very similar to a Rolex. Yeah. Okay. It's a competitor for Rolex AP Patek. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's extraordinarily high end. Now, from what I understand, Grand Seiko used to be under the same umbrella as Seiko. Mm -hmm. Until 2016 or 2017, when the Hattori family, uh, I think it's Shinji Hattori. Okay. Decided to split the companies because he wasn't happy with the association yeah. of Seiko with Grand Seiko. Okay, yeah, so he wanted a more elite brand. He wanted to push separate, it up. Separately, yeah. yeah. He wanted people to understand that these are two separate things, two different products. Yeah. Even though Seikos are great, the Grand Seiko is on a different level. Just another level. level, yeah. Now, I have had the pleasure of um, uh, having a Skyflake. Which is okay. a uh, which is a um, uh, a what? Grand Seiko. Yeah. In my opinion, one of the most beautiful Grand Seikos. Yeah. Really, really, genuinely beautiful. And 
Grand Seiko has created an innovation mm-hmm. called the Spring Drive. Okay. Now, the Spring Drive is a particular movement. Now, if I tell you what the Spring Drive is, you are going to think this is ingenious. Yeah. Remember I told you that there's amazing things about quartz and amazing things about mechanical. Mm-hmm. What the spring drive does is it takes the best things about quartz and the best things about mechanical yeah. and it puts it in one so watch. So it's a hybrid, basically, of the two. Pretty yeah. much. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. So it's a mechanical watch with a quartz component. Okay. So like I said, the best things about mechanical yep. is that it powers itself, yep. self-powered. Self-powered. Yep. Yeah. And the best things about quartz are its reliability. So it's got that, yep. It's got both of them married together. Mm-hmm. The spring drive is unbelievable. And that's in the Grand... It's in the Grand, Grand Seiko. Seiko. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it runs across a few of their models. Okay. Now, I mentioned before that the Rolex hand, any Swiss watch that is running a normal Swiss movement, an Eta, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. even a Japanese uh, automatic movement, a Miyota, the, the hand isn't actually sweeping. It's, it's just vibrating. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the moment you look at a Grand Seiko spring drive hand, you immediately realize that is sweeping smoothly. It literally looks like it's floating. That's how smooth it is. Okay. Almost like flying through the air. Oh, it's it's just, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I'll I'll show you afterwards. Okay. But it's, oh my goodness, it's stunning. Every single time I look at any of my other watches now, I'm disappointed. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. Genuinely, I'm disappointed mm-hmm. because it doesn't have that smooth, yeah, the beautiful smooth sweep. flow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what it is, is it gets rid of the escapement mm-hmm. in a mechanical watch mm-hmm. and it replaces it with a tri triconcro regulator. Okay. Yeah. I think that's how it's pronounced. Is that one um, word, the last word? Regulator. Triconco regulator. Okay, triconco regulator. Now, what 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 is that? Well, mm-hmm. the simple thing is, is all it is is a quartz crystal. Yeah. Um, that uh feeds its way into something called a um, I think it's a mainspring, and the okay. mainspring is basically a rotor that continues to to rotate and rotate on a magnet. Okay. And when it gets too fast, uh, the little chip in there tells the magnet and the magnet slows it down. Okay. So it's moving at the perfect speed to replicate the 60 seconds in a minute. Precisely. Okay. Um, So where I was saying that the escapement Mm -hmm. oscillates four to five times a second, which is why you're getting the vibrating hand on the Rolex. Um, This, on the other hand, uh, has a vibration of... Uh, almost 40,000. Okay, 40,000. As opposed to, to the... 28 for the Rolex. Yeah. Uh, and that's because of the fast-moving rotor mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in the movement. So it's, it's, it's extraordinary. And this is the first, in my opinion, and many others' opinion, yeah. this is the first genuine, true innovation in watchmaking in S- 50 years. Since the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. In wow. God knows how long. Yeah, this yeah. is the first innovation that actually makes a difference in a very long time. Because now you get the accuracy mm-hmm. and the reliability of a quartz Plus with the craftsmanship and beauty of an automatic watch. The Swiss guys must be looking into this as well then, or they're not considering be, it. 
at the moment. So here's the thing about yeah. Grand Seiko. Mm -hmm. For some reason, in the last 12 months, yeah. they've really gotten... So actually, the Spring Drive movement, uh, Grand Seiko in general, was mm. only available in Japan. Okay. You couldn't buy it anywhere else. Nowhere else? No, it was only made for the Japanese market. Okay. Um, in fact, the Spring Drive was invented in 1999, I believe. Okay. Um, but it's it taken only 20 made, years. <clears throat> okay. Well, it was only made available to the international market in 2005. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah... But you know what? That the spring drive movement is beautiful and mm -hmm. it, it completely trounces, like in terms of innovation, mm -hmm. it trounces its competition. Okay. There's nothing that comes close, yeah. in my opinion. Okay. However, yeah. Grand Seiko is so much more than that. Yeah. I have compared my Skyflake to a similarly priced Rolex. Okay. Yeah. My friend. Big difference. There is no comparison. The Rolex was around nine and a half thousand. Mm -hmm. Okay, it was it was actually a Daytona ceramic bezel I was comparing it to, mm -hmm. and the Skyflake is around five and a half thousand. Okay, so it's half almost half, half the price. Half the price, but but it was miles beyond miles when beyond. it comes to craftsmanship. Mm -hmm. The Japanese, as you know, yeah, yeah. are known for their insane attention to detail. Mm -hmm. Uh, in fact, you know, w when it comes to Grand Seiko, uh, there are certain things that only they know how to do. Mm -hmm. So there's something called Zeratsu polishing. Okay. Sounds, sounds interesting. So the watch you're wearing right yeah. now is polished. Yeah. And it's polished beautifully. Yeah. But the Grand Seiko watch is polished with the idea of light and shadow. Said, so it's polished in such a way yeah. where the, the, the watchmaker wants the light and the shadow to play on the case in a certain way. Yeah, so they want it to dance almost or refract in yes. different ways. Sounds interesting, yeah. And that's called Zeratsu polishing. Okay. And in fact, um, you, you, they will not allow people in Europe, their people in Europe, to, to use learn, Zeratsu polishing. And to learn the technique. Yes. Oh, <laughs> only the Japanese are Can allowed. Can do that. Yes. Okay. They're, only they are allowed. Yeah. Um, it, it is uh, unbelievable. Uh, all they really, all, all mm. I've been able to find out is essentially it's a way of using a tin plate yeah. to polish the steel. Okay. Or the titanium or whatever you're using. Okay, yeah. And you do this by hand. Mm -hmm. The hand finishing on a Grand Seiko outweighs the mm. majority of other watch brands. Okay, yeah. Um, whereas. Rolex are producing a million watches a year. Did you know that? Okay, so they're a lot of high a volume. Lot. Yeah, yeah very high, a million watches That's a year. A lot, yeah. Uh, whereas a, a company like Grand Seiko are making less than 100,000. Okay, a lot less. Yeah, a lot less. Uh -huh. uh, but even that's not confirmed because Grand Seiko are very hush-hush okay. about that. <laughs> um, I know they've been doing a lot of marketing lately on a lot of the news channels in between... Like in between the news channels, uh, when they do the advert, say Grand Seiko have been pumping their adverts a lot in this last month. So I think what's happened actually is a lot of uh, watch influencers have cottoned in the last twelve months have mm -hmm. cottoned onto Grand Seiko. Yeah, and they've been really saying that you know if you want a fifty thousand pound watch mm -hmm. for like ten thousand, buy Grand Seiko. Mm -hmm. And I compared 
the Skyflake yeah. to my 5711 Nautilus Patek Philippe, which is a £27,000 watch. I, I, you couldn't it, prepare. This is killing me to say this, okay? <laughs> okay. This kills gonna, me to say you're this. You're going to kill an industry. Yeah, this yeah. this kills me to say this because yeah. I spent over £25,000 of my hard-earned money yeah. on this watch. Yeah. The Grand Seiko functionality is better. Functionality is better. No, not the functionality. The, the, the finishing, the, the finishing and everything, yeah. And Patek Philippe is known for their finishing. That's what I would imagine. That, that yeah. I'm this, shocked this that was, you're This that. was a shock for me. Yeah. You know, this was not easy for me to take. So the craftsmanship is even better on the yeah, Grand Seiko. I agree. Yeah, I, I, this is what I think. That is shocking. Even down to the dial quality. Mm -hmm. The design of the dial, it's a baby blue dial. Okay. That looks like it was painted by hand. Oh my God. Oh my goodness me, it's, it's yeah. stunning. The hands, the second hand is mm -hmm. this, uh, it's like a, like an anodized blue. Okay. Which that is done by hand mm -hmm. with tweezers. Okay. They do it by hand. Yeah. Unbelievable. There's no other company I know of that are right, are doing that for this price. Yeah. So my advice for people mm -hmm. is if you're getting into watch collecting um, and you don't have 50 grand or 10 or, or 20 grand or something like that, it doesn't matter if you've got 150 grand, mm -hmm. buy a Grand Seiko. They are the best watches I've ever seen in any price point. Mm hmm. And I've got some serious watches. Yeah, you've got a, quite a big collection. Yeah, I've got yeah. some serious and watches. For you to say Grand Seiko is the best in the current market, and then as a starting watch, and it cuts across yeah all the different ranges, and uh, it's, I'm shocked that you're saying that's the one to go for. You know me. Yeah. I'm a Swiss man. You're you know. a Swiss man. I am. Born and bred. I am. You know, I love Rolex. Yeah. I love Patek. I love AP. Listen, I've got like three or four Rolexes. Yeah. I've got uh, two APs. I've got two Pateks. I've got mm -hmm. a Panerai. I've got a Frank Mueller. Yeah, yeah. I've got all sorts of... I've got a Breitling. Yeah. Uh, I've got some vintage Rolexes. I've got loads yeah, of watches. you've got some classic ones as well. Yeah. Right? I've got loads of them. Yeah. And I've got some cheaper watches as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. um, but the Grand Seiko is a killer. It is a watch killer. Eye opener. Yeah. It is an absolute killer. Yeah. And if you want something that is truly artisanal, mm -hmm. if you want something that is truly an artisanal product, yeah. buy one. Everyone who wants a watch, buy one. Piece save of up. art. Yeah. 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 If you can't afford it, save up and just buy it. What's the starting price on that one? I think you can buy Grand About Seiko five? for a couple of thousand. A couple of thousand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they go up to whatever you want. You can get them in solid gold, you know, okay. tens of thousands. Yeah. Um, you can get special editions and stuff like that. Okay. But um, I have never been able to more happily recommend a luxury product mm -hmm. than I have Grand Seiko. Very impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. And um, uh, yeah, I have, I have nothing else to say. Um, honestly, amazing. Uh, I love what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I 100% support it. Uh, I'm I I back them all the way. Okay. Um, they shocked me, and I hope that everyone listening to this is able to experience that as well. Um, for the money, you can't do any better. Mm -hmm. So it's it's amazing. Definitely sounds interesting. Gotta check this out. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll show you the watch afterwards. Okay, actually. yeah, we have to have a look at this. I'll ch- I'll I'll, yeah. I'll show it to you. Um, Do you want to play a track for the listeners to? It would just be nice, actually. Relax and um, dezone or defocus from the stresses of life and what. There's happening. a lot of that right now. Yeah, a lot lot going on at the moment. You know what? Let's go with. Um, I'm going to play Day Off. Day Off. Oh, yeah. nice. By Mugambi. 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 Sounds interesting. You like that? Yeah. We're going uh, not, into the Afrikaans not, not now. Not Robert Mugambi. Not Robert Mugabe. <laughs> not Mugabe. Yeah. Yeah, not the... No, Mugambi. Mugambi. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully our people will enjoy that. Interesting, yeah. Nice. And um, uh, in the meantime, stay curious. Stay curious and sign for now. Have a good one. I'll see you on the next project. Take care. Bye. Bye.